Well, listen, I I was out there at the San Francisco's where they completely solved cybersecurity with money. That's right. So. Welcome to Black Hills Information Security, talking about the news. We got ransomware Roblox. We got M1 hacks. Tesla security sucks and leaked credentials all on today's show. And it's not just me, your host, Ralph May. We have an all-star cast. Ryan the Shootist is making us sound good uh, with his new internet, which is ultra fast. We also have Ian, who will probably give us a weather report of what happened at RSA. We have... Serena is with us as well with her cats in the background having fun. And Steve, the real hacker here, hacking it up. Oh, yeah. And Corey's here, but that doesn't matter. Anyways, you can't call it a, you can't call it credential leakage if you just type your credentials in Discord on accident. You know what? Ralph. It just fills the headlines. Sounds I have good. dogs, by the way. Oh, you have dogs? I think you have cats. They're two no, dogs. They were very dog, dude. They were like licking her face. Mm, you know what? It's because you have cats. And I just assume that everyone else does. That that no, makes it's because we were talking about the grooming place. Yes, that's the grooming, and that's literally oh. all I had in my mind because you were talking about like literally shaving a cat when you just wanted. Whoa, to... whoa! It was waxing a cat, and this is pre-show. <laughs> You're leaking the pre-show secrets, Ralph. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What, what I love about that is, without context, all people said we were talking about the groomer place, and I'm like, well, no. no. Uh, and three it is Monday the thirteenth. I'd like to remind everyone of that. It is what Monday the thirteenth? Haven't you seen that movie? No, is that like opposite it. of Friday the Thirteenth? Is uh, it like good yeah. luck day or it's it's like a it's totally not made up. It's real and it's totally <laughs> not one like a lifetime movie that's totally just copying off of Friday the Thirteenth and it's like this not is scary. Corey's actual life, just watching lifetime movies and eating ice cream. Eat, yeah, eating Cheez Its, <laughs> whatever you eat. Honestly, goldfish. If I had to pick one, but anyway, that's your binge. He doesn't mean the crackers, people. <laughs> oh gosh all right so what do you guys want to talk about i uh uh this rope roblox ransomware I, I hate to go right into ransomware but this one seemed pretty novel you just so, want to play some games i just want mm -hmm. to play games that's actually the only reason i do this show but i guess that the ransomware operators need a new place to sell the decryption keys and i guess they're using roblox uh to sell the decryptors right as like the store um, so yeah, I guess get your decryption keys on uh, Roblox, which I haven't played before. Um, I hear it's pretty popular though. The kids love it. The kids I've got love it. The children's and the children's love the Roblox. Now, so, what I want to know is, do you do you pay with Robux? Because mm -hmm. that is mm -hmm. my favorite part of the timeline. Then uh, I I don't I don't know. Yeah, it is. It says for fourteen hundred ninety nine Robux, and was yes. it last updated June fifth? Yep. Mm, so little, little, little do you know when you buy the Ryu. So is this like a game store? Like are these apps that you download in Roblox? Is this something like you would install, or is it like a file that you just get that has the decryption key in it? Well, no, I, I could totally see this installing a backdoored version of some, you know, maybe you know, decryptor that's actually installing C two. <laughs> <laughs> you buy a decryptor and it just encrypts it twice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think so. I think if you type Robux into Google, you get more viruses than any other search query on the internet <laughs> that I oh, know of. That you know of? How yeah, it's like it, it is like it's guaranteed ad, like ad malware because the only people typing Robux are probably under the age of 15. <laughs> and they're willing to do anything to not have to grab their parents' credit card and get in trouble. <laughs> and, I mean, the ransomware is literally called "Wanna Friend Me." Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's weird is that it um, impersonates Ryu, but it's actually a variant of Chaos ransomware. So why would hmm. you try to impersonate another variant hmm. attribution? Maybe. That's Next thing fun. you know, it's going to be on the Apple Store. That's where you're going to get your decryption keys. You know. <laughs> yep. I mean, it's probably a better like. It's probably a, a less traceable currency than, yeah. like, than a lot of Bitcoin. <laughs> it's dude, it's definitely less traceable than Bitcoin. Bitcoin has a public ledger. Like, oh yeah, that's right. 
I don't think that I'll look into the article there's, now. There's no KYC for uh, yeah. For there's no KYC. <laughs> know your <laughs> customer. You got to know who's buying those block add-ons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's definitely oh no KYC God, for Robux, and it's just the one company that runs this. So, like, if I, you know, I don't know, pretty funny. Definitely kind of interesting. So, though. wait, does this mean we should be going to the Robux store or the Roblox store to buy um, some malware? Because it sounds like a pretty good deal. Mm. <laughs> you know, I could see this where they might be starting to sell link cred- leaked credentials on here too. You know? <laughs> we have to go buy Robux. Like, hey, John, we need to play Roblox to get. <laughs> we we have to play the game, and I have to build a place to store the credentials, like in the game, and then you know. <laughs> That's actually pretty a pretty decent amount of money. So I guess right now the current like Robux to USD is. 35 cents but it can be as as high as um 1 125 on the on the robot market i don't know on the robot market. yeah yeah so the question is like can you fight the, can you fight the ransomware in roblox like instead <laughs> you, you of fight it in the game can you yeah like it? like to decrypt your files you have to like play this insanely hard level and like it's like, <laughs> it's like metaverse ransomware we've ransomed your metaverse you cannot participate anymore i don't know yes i, I no no it'd be funnier if like you can either buy the game pass or you can like mm-hmm. beat the boss and like the boss is like insanely hard <laughs> but then people are like i'll beat the boss for you it saves the money it's cheaper than buying the decryption pass Oh my gosh. <laughs> there's gonna be there's gonna be like a service to hire like the most elite twelve year olds in the nation to you can you can pay the fine, you can pay the, the ransom, or you can hire Bobby. He's twelve <laughs> and he's got and he they can beat. They could twitch stream that too, you know? So like they'd have to do it live. <laughs> Double the income. Double double, yeah. the, double the income, yep. Dude. Smash that like key. <laughs> I don't think that's I like a thing. He hit all the angles, right? <laughs> yeah. I got a custom ransomware emoji in my Twitch chat. <laughs> oh, so what else happened? Uh, well, I don't see any big ransomware attacks last week, so I guess that's good. You know. Well, have you not been looking? I, I guess not deep enough. I'm sure there's one out there. If, I've uh, seen a couple articles talking about the downturn of ransomware recently. Did you, did you see the Jersey one? I think no. Jersey. There's Which, a New Jersey school that had to cancel finals. Apparently. Oh, that one did come up. Yeah, definitely an insult. Ralph's like, there was no ransomware this week. Wrong. I mean, I knew I was wrong. I just felt like I was right. Tenafly, ten, uh, we're not from the East Coast. I'm sorry, Steve. Go Uh-oh. drive up there. We need to go on your time mission. <laughs> Tenafly, Tenafly Public Schools, and Bergen, Bergen. I don't know. In New Jersey, Jersey. Yeah, Bergen. Bergen. You're literally, Bergen. just Ham- everything about New Jersey. I'm like, super sorry if you live on the right, East first Coast. First off, nobody butchers New Jersey like New Jersey butchers. New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, they were forced to cancel finals. Which, if you're a kid, this is like. We, this is not the first ransom day. We've seen that snow yes. days are not common. Ransomware days are more common. This happened in Arizona too. That they, they had a ransomware day, but this is just <laughs> canceling finals, which is like kind of better. I mean, if you think about it. Um, yeah. So they noticed. Wait, wait. Go back up. Go back up. I want to read. I want to read the discovery. They noticed that their files were not able to be accessed normally. It looked like our servers were not operating correctly, so they immediately shut everything down. <laughs> the parent of a student who asked not to be named told the record that all of the school's Google Classroom grading and other systems were offline because of the attack. Google Classroom? So, what they had like a Google account? I think they just shut down everything, and when yeah. that happened, it probably like couldn't auth or something. Who knows? Yeah, the so Google Classroom is Wait, there's popular. a New Jersey Office of Homeland Security. What do they do? Just like stand with their arms folded outside of like computer? I don't know. Yeah. Um, it's like that gif where they just pat you down walking. they're just like oh the, sorry the dude ratio in this computer is really high you can't come in <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh uh, so, yes. ransomware. so that's like every kid's uh, you know every kid's um, you know dream I guess their school gets ransomed I mean their data has already been leaked 10,000 times so they don't really care about that it's more just the uh, uh, imagine the poor kid who like gets the ransomware day it's like I'm gonna go home and play Roblox and then their computer's <laughs> ransomed <laughs> 
No, double ransomware. Pretty much. Pretty <laughs> so, much. Yeah. So it's like um, when the, what was it, PlayStation gets DDoSed on Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, oh, I got my new console. Oh, three years of updates. <laughs> yeah. Classic. Yeah, so obviously it was ransomware. Not surprised there. And what else happened last week? Oh, Ralph, you forgot to say that ransomware attacks based on this graph are spurious and have no correlation over time. (laughs) I don't know. I would say going up. (laughs) Unless you're living in 2020, they haven't. I mean, they gone up, then they went down, then they went back up. Now they're down. We don't know what they're doing. Uh, What was it last week? Uh, Apple had their WWDC and they actually did announce something security related besides all the other crap that they announced. Uh, mm-hmm. But that security fixes won't require a full iOS update in iOS 16. This is actually kind of cool. So um, I guess that you'll be able to just turn on iOS security updates as opposed to updating the whole iOS so that uh, they can just backport uh, security updates uh, for the What iOS. a novel idea. I know. <laughs> it should have been done like 10 years ago. There is no <laughs> doubt because they also included something like, I hey, don't know. We've also installed Warzone. That'll be yes. 65 gigs. Stand by. <laughs> No, no, you can now edit text messages in iMessage. This is revolutionary, dude. No one is doing this, right? So. Compared to benchmarks of everyone else's security updates, these are 50% more effective. <laughs> I've seen them. And they're also 15% more efficient. <laughs> Here's Johnny Ive to talk about it. Hello, Ralph. Welcome oh. to my presentation. I have a beautifully designed office that I live in. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I live in a formless stone slab. <laughs> does um so a real question, real question while we're joking off about iOS. Does uh Android have a uh, separate security updates? Dude, wait, wait. Android doesn't have security updates, dude. Yeah. What are you talking about? Well, contraire. Someone owns an Android is going to be upset with you just talking no, bad I, about it. I, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, I I know, just... All they do is Project Zero. Uh, what, what's his face? Just has shower thoughts and then updates happen. Yeah. <laughs> Tavis. And, Tavis. Uh, Tavis has a shower thought and, and then, and then you know, updates happen. It costs millions in that's, iOS that's the, updates. That's the model. Yeah. No, I think I think they do have I or uh, like security updates, but if you know if you buy the wrong phone, you know, let the force be with you. Kind of yeah, the difference is there's no one pushing this stuff down. It's kind of more of a case by case, depending on the specific model of phone you have on the and, specific and the provider. Carrier. Yeah, yeah, the, the carrier, carrier will, is the one yeah. that pushes out the phone updates. Yep. Yeah, basically, yeah. it's kind of a disaster if we're being honest. It is. Yeah, but overall, I think that any mobile device or any os should have a separate security update pipeline right so there is yeah and there's app updates which are separate from this this is os level that we're talking about so like somebody in the chat said droid does the individual (laughs) updates yeah so motorola droid or the it sounds like no no the razor remember that small one you had to flip open they remade that it's like 1500 dollars and kind of sucks i think i had about eight of those because i kept breaking them wow what wow. are you talking the, about, new Razor? <laughs> oh my god, he's breaking his phone <laughs> on TV. <laughs> oh, Steve, Steve, you just broke your phone. Oh, no. Oh, it's never going to work again. It's never going to work again. permanently now? Wait, is that... Really. Is, it, is it broken? No. Uh, Does it have, like, the old school keyboard? Can you T9 text me something? Yeah. Yes. Yes. It slides out. Ooh, a slide out <laughs> keyboard? Wait, does it really? <laughs> it's like the, the, the Neo key one where he hits a button and it kicks down. Yeah, so uh, it's basically yeah, like it depends it? on the phone. Like that phone, Steve's phone will probably get security updates for eighteen months at least. <laughs> but then, like mm-hmm. if you have like a Moto A sixteen or whatever, it probably yeah. has never gotten updated. It, I mean, once in its whole life, <laughs> and that was they, by Verizon because it was getting they free data. They got it was getting, no, it was getting free unlimited data because it was grandfathered because <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't update it. They had to turn off the unlimited patch data. to disable what data. Were those? There was Amazon was selling for a while blue android phones and then they pulled them because they're like these are never going to get updated and they're just full of malware it was like some big put like i almost bought one just to be like i want to look at this little dumpster fire and see what's going <laughs> on but yeah no like some of those off-brand kind of things like that they're never they're never getting any over-the-air update get out of here yeah never happening I would recommend just going on Alibaba and buying a pack of like 16 uh, random off-brand fake phones and just using those. Just plug them in. Put them on the enterprise network. Hey, that's a good idea for a video. 
That's yeah. just buying hey. Alibaba phones. And like seeing, seeing what, what the operating system they claim to have, like it says it as iOS, but then it actually is like skinned Android and it's actually like <laughs> donut version 1.1 1. 1 or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's, it, all it is is a ping that's being loaded by Raspbian on a Raspberry Pi Zero. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, wow, why it's like a very phone. responsive. Didn't they have that for a while, like GNOME phone, like OS? Yeah. It was mm-hmm. a thing. Mm-hmm. Speaking of over there updates, uh, I guess Tesla has a uh, new car hack, allows you to uh, steal the, replicate the um, NFC. At a certain point during the unlock sequence. Yes, right? it's like 130 seconds. Oh. That's what the whole thing is. It's a lifetime. No kidding. Yeah, if you're close enough to the car during this onboarding, you can actually add a key and it doesn't send any messages. And you're adding like an NFC key and then you can go to the car, open it. You know, is that, that is something fun. they can pretty much patch in a day or is that? Uh, no, I don't. I'm not sure. Supposedly, this is the this goes down to this over the update or over the air update thing, which is how Tesla fixes all of their cars now. They're like, oh, it's crashing into walls. We'll fix it with an over the air update. So I don't think there's a patch yet. And Tesla, who notoriously doesn't have any media liaison department, whatever you want to call it, they don't say anything now. They're just like, so basically, if you are a Tesla owner, you should be very careful with what you do with that NFC key. No, no, no. It doesn't. It doesn't need that NFC key. It uses Bluetooth, but it registers an NFC card. Well, my the NFC card is what triggers the vulnerability, though. Yes. The I, N- I think after so. the NFC card unlocks it. It, like, it, it does like a window of opportunity here. That Yeah, and that's only opened when the NFC card authenticates. Yes. I believe. So basically don't use the NFC card in, until Tesla issues a patch, if you can. Yeah, most uh, people I'm a little confused. Did they... It's only when the keys are being enrolled? Like it puts it in some enrolling mode? Or yes, it's, it's when like they're unlocking? Process for the, you can Got add it. more key cards at any time, yeah. and it yeah. opens up an enrollment process. Got that. it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I thought that you already had to have access to the car. So, do you have to be around when the user and does yes. that, or yeah, yeah, yeah? So you have to be oh, okay. nearby to do this. All right. Oh, well, um, it's got a fancy app. So what? What has a fancy app? It's running Isn't on Android. Oh, are we watching a video? Yeah. Oh, I can't even. This is the YouTube video linked in the article. Ah, oh, what's the internet? Oh, series of tubes. Mm, series of two. <laughs> but I do think it's funny though. Is uh, there's a um, uh, a pen to drive. So like, if you have like your phone, it'll it'll prompt for a pen. But um, if you use the uh, this guy looks like a hacker. He's wearing a black hoodie and he has an yeah, 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 that's black hoodie, sunglasses, yeah. random electronic device. He's definitely not playing doing. into this. If you use the NFC <laughs> key card, I believe it bypasses the uh, the pen, which I think is kind of weird. There's some recommendations for you. Oh, maybe it doesn't bypass the pen. Pen to drive, I guess, still is effective then. It it doesn't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so there's a there is a mode that you can and enable. you can check the keys in the app. What is whitelisted and look for one that says like totally not a hacker. Yeah, yeah. The pen to drive. What happens is if you have the NFC card, it'll ask you for a pen, or if you have the Bluetooth, it asks for a pen. If you don't know the pen code, then you have to log into the Tesla account on the uh, car to to reset mm. it. So. That is the that was to get around the people who are getting the repeaters for the NF for like the NFC cards and they were getting near the house with a powerful enough repeater to you know for the Bluetooth for your phone or whatever yeah. to get it to unlock. I so. have a friend whose car was broken into that way and his they get close to the house and I guess it was a crew going through Orlando and they one person gets up close to the house and just kind of goes around the perimeter because they don't know where your bedroom is or where yeah, your yeah, keys yeah. are yeah. and then they. You know, they relay it out to the driveway or wherever your car is parked. Yep. Also, uh, shout out to White Cyberduck for being our first Twitch uh, subscriber on our Anti Siphon channel. Good job, White Cyberduck. Is is wait, who is White Cyberduck? Is that the guy that did the talk on the fake John Strand and the real John Strand? Maybe. Did I just out him? You just (laughs) out? He. God. Sorry, (laughs) upset. No, <laughs> no. Oh. That's exactly what a white cyber duck would say. Would if we say, were. I would okay, say the same safe. thing. Your <laughs> your alias is safe. Sorry, man. Your alias is or, safe. Or, or woman, whoever you are, <laughs> person. 
Oh, Corey has human no idea what's descent. going on. He's just literally outing people, just like I know this person. I know <laughs> yeah, he actually lives right over here. I don't yeah, know. right over here. Hold, hey, and by the way, map. he drives pull a Tesla. Map. He drives. I actually have a driver's <laughs> license. He looked at my house. <laughs> All right, he's not a human person. He's a duck. Yeah, he's he or a she duck. is a. It's a duck. All right. That's that's a um, fact. <laughs> okay. Well, that's secure. Ducks are secure. Speaking of ducks, uh, I guess the DuckDuckGo <laughs> browser allows uh, Microsoft trackers uh, due to a search agreement. But I All thought right, the browser was supposed to be... Oh, duck, we, duck, when go. do we start giving Ralph, like, gold stars in Twitch for segues? <laughs> that had to that be was, two, yeah, no, right? That was a five out of five segue. Five out of five segue. <laughs> you know, I've been practicing, guys. Anyways, uh, I thought that uh, DuckDuckGo was supposed to be the privacy-centric. This is the I one I used I saw a billboard that said it wouldn't do that. Uh, yeah, I guess there is an agreement, and they are doing ad... Dude, come on, man. Can we just get anything? Can we? It, why, why can't we have anything nice that doesn't track? Well, okay, Ralph, I'm the CEO of DuckDuckGo here, and I'm saying we don't store any personal identifiers for the search queries. So if you Google Ralph how to find a gator in your backyard in Florida, they're not going to know who you are. Well, yeah. So this is saying DuckDuckGo browser, which I've never used before. I uh, didn't even know they had a browser. What if you use DuckDuckGo in another browser? Does it still log your IP address and stuff like that from Microsoft? Or I think so. Probably. Um, one, and I could be wrong. I'd love for the audience to correct me. But uh, what I'd heard was their sharing agreement. Essentially, DuckDuckGo is using Bing data and mm. the agreement to get that data and then retransmit it comes with some caveats they have to track they have to track the number of ip addresses for accounting purposes apparently it blocks google and facebook trackers but it allows microsoft track because they get paid per link or per click or whatever by microsoft or they have to pay (laughs) there's an agreement we worship the rich (laughs) (laughs) the agreement bow before your feudal search engine Yes. (laughs) Yes. yes. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's better than the others. I don't know. I feel like tracking on the internet has gotten so pervasive that we like, I don't even know how to turn it off. Right. And like every website you visit, it's like, do you want us to, you know, store 45,000 cookies about your lifestyle profile mm-hmm. and what you love? I know. What are essential cookies? What does that even mean? Is it essential to give me an ad about something I did like five years every ago? I don't know. Site. And I know it's, it's like GDPR, but it's like, I don't know how to answer. <laughs> Yeah, if I say like no, are you not going to show me the page? I've done enough <laughs> web app testing to know that every web app assigns like eight session tokens for no reason. Yes, yes. Oh, speaking, uh, going back to the privacy thing, it was driving me. Everyone complained about RSA a couple years ago leaking data out of their app, so they went full mobile. But I've got all the privacy stuff turned on on my Apple device, so it's constantly getting a new IP, constantly doing you know all that obfuscation stuff that's in the in the settings, and I couldn't stay logged in for more than like a minute and a half, and then it'd be like, oh no, I don't I don't know who you are. I'm like, oh my god. So yeah, without I mean, you can go through and try and turn that privacy on, but it, it effectively wrecks. It's yeah. so like we studies. need to access the microphone to let you into this. <laughs> <laughs> Please turn on your web camera. That'll be what we need. Identity uh, verification required. We need access to your cybersecurity budget for 2022-2023. So wait, scientists create a new method to kill cyber attacks in less than a second? Okay, so what you're telling me is they made cyber alcohol? Like what? What? Right. Oh, wow, you invented a bat. <laughs> you invented a, no, they invented a power switch. Right. right. <laughs> Hold on. Who are these scientists? Are they just people in hoodies claiming they're scientists? So basically, this is um, anti-ransomware, it looks like. I'm not allowing <laughs> oh, you to oh, overwrite oh, oh. the file too I think fast. we should let Ian read this. That The first sentence just screams which Ian one, to me. Which one do you want me to read? Uh, oh, that, oh the sorry. The second. The second. The second art uh, paragraph there. The starting with using artificial? <laughs> yes, do it. Okay. Do it All right, yeah. hold on. Here we go. Using artificial intelligence in a completely novel way, the method has been shown to successfully prevent up to 92% of files on the computer from being corrupted, with it taking just 0.3 seconds on average for a piece of malware to be wiped out. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. Wow. Honestly, How do I invest? Wow. Is there yeah, a take link? my money. Just take all of it. <laughs> yeah. The best part is, okay, first of all, is it going to save like the 92% of stupid Windows DLLs and then delete all my files? <laughs> What if I feel like on any computer, do I own more than 8% of the files? I feel like 90% of them, at least on Windows, are just registry and INI and stuff I don't care about. <laughs> so I guess malware is toast. They're um, totally yeah. not. It's not EDR. It's super different. It, this, is, this is XX EDR. <laughs> it's XEDR. <laughs> Yeah, Triple I mean, X Extreme EDR. Extreme I like EDR. How, Come on, man. I like how the end of that says, while well, we still have a ways to uh, to fix this because it was apparently like not working properly, where the false detections or something. What is it? Mm. It is pretty funny that it says that like we're not EDR, but then they just describe in detail exactly yeah, what EDR much. does. They say using advances in artificial intelligence, uh, we base and monitor and monitoring and predicting the behavior of malware as opposed to more traditional antivirus approaches that analyze what a piece of malware looks like. Okay, 2016 called it wants its article back. Mm -hmm. Like, that's EDR. That's literally just EDR. Yeah, like stopping ransomware by checking how many, like, read and writes to files are happening. Well, behavioral indicators. All that kind of stuff, right? yeah. Behavioral indicators, not just like, oh, I did strings and it didn't say malware. Right. So are we going to take bets out on the what the like next name will be for EDR? Do you think it's going to be EDR? It's already XDR, dude. XDR, XDR, XDR extended detection win? and response. It's like it's like a sim for your sim. Ooh, does it have yeah. a single pane of glass? Mm -hmm. okay. Sim for your sim. It tells you like a score. It's like hacker score ninety. Mm. I'm mm. going to need Exhibit to come out and be like XDR. Like <laughs> we heard you like sim. So we built a sim for your sim like that. <laughs> okay, Yo. it also says, this is just straight up wrong. It says existing products, EDR, are used to prevent pr protect devices, but the main problem is they collect this data and need to send it to administrators to, for a response to be implemented. What? That's not true at all. <laughs> not true what at are all. you talking about? There's on-device ML. Every EDR has on-device ML. Did these researchers just not check the internet for the two years they were doing this study? Like, <laughs> I don't no, know if you've ever corrected. seen the Welsh language, but translating <laughs> that back into English is probably where these... Apparently, it was also uh, Airbus, which is like a company that probably you know has CrowdStrike. If I had to guess, um, so <laughs> is your only theory for that is that is that planes fly and the Falcon logo? Is yeah. that no? Just What's everyone, this connection? I assume, no, just everyone has CrowdStrike. Everyone, everyone. Actually, everyone at minimum can probably go into their uh, Microsoft dashboard and turn on um, Endpoint Defender for Endpoint. So ATP. If you have E5. If you have the E5 license. We don't want to get into license mumbo jumbo, but if you know, if you go if you turn it up to five. If Microsoft if you has taken you to a sports game. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sorry for being cynical. Science is cool. I have family members that are scientists. However, this just sounds like EDR with extra steps, and they're claiming <laughs> that it's better than EDR, but it's just EDR. Mm -hmm. oh. They're like we don't have to. What do you think? EDR administrators are getting a notification that says person is being hacked. Do you want to do something? Yes or no? Like that? That isn't a thing. Uh, these guys spent know. two years, and Corey just shot them down in about fifteen minutes. I'm so sorry if you spent your money on this Airbus. It wasn't my fault. You should have asked. Just come on the show. Send in Discord. Should we do this study? Yes or no? I will respond. Problem solved. And I'm only charging a fee of hundred k for that. Uh -huh. Well, sounds like a bargain. That's cheaper than licensing. Yeah, definitely. Well, E5 licensing. <laughs> no, no, it's only 100K per user, Ralph. Ooh, gotcha. gotcha. Which is why everyone shares the same email. <laughs> is why. That's why, that's why we all have that one distro list. That one folder? No, we all yeah. have our own folder. Do not put mails <laughs> in my folder. They're mine. Oh, gosh. <laughs> all right so, yeah, yeah we have to we have to shout out some more of our new twitch streamers apparently right. i've learned from white cyberduck there's a founder's badge on twitch had no idea so apparently if you subscribe with your uh, amazon prime if you're like the first 10 you get uh, a founder's badge oh my god but we I'm have going now timmy going tim now. J. Can I, uh, no, why did you just say that on the air now everyone's gonna do it no <laughs> i'm doing it I want to be the 10th. <laughs> um, um, wading through logs and Cole alt delete. Thank you for your subscriptions. I'm going to Google more logs. about what this founder's back. Yeah. 
Y'all are the best. Yeah, yeah. We the Hack Street Boys. It's a, it's a thing. Okay, anti siphon. Okay, is it called anti siphon? Yeah, mm-hmm. it says first ten prime or paid subscribers of affiliate channels and first twenty five prime or I'm paid so subscribers and partner channels. I'm so and excited. you get a little first logo. Okay, Dude, what, is, what does that get us? Is it like when you go to uh, Dave and Buster's and you get the tickets and you can go up to the counter and buy like a pack of gum for like fifteen hundred tickets that you won at Ski Ball Erasers? <laughs> yeah. Wait, are you asking what the first ten or what the subscriber does? Because all no, of this what the first ten like like do they, they get, they get a anything? Badge. They get a badge. All right, they get a badge. That's pretty cool. I'll say pretty first. Cool. They're running out of badges, people. I just claim mine. Pew, pew. Oh man! <laughs> oh jeez. So, so yeah, if you do hacks? have Amazon Prime, you can subscribe for free using your Amazon Prime sub, and the proceeds are being donated to open source projects. So, and sadly, Prime sub is not a sandwich because we suck at <laughs> capitalism. Like I, Prime sub sounds like it should be on the menu at like one of these sub shops. Mm-hmm. Uh, so another thing at WWDC that they actually announced, which uh, we can kind of talk about this, is uh, Safari support for passkeys. And so um, there's, they're going to end passwords, which I feel like we've had furious debates mm. about. <laughs> oh, God. But regardless of what Apple is announcing here, uh, the big thing is that they worked with Fido, and this is uh, more about removing the two-factor token, right? So it's going to be, um, what, what do you call it? The... Um, uh, they're they're calling it passkey, but I'm thinking um, like a YubiKey or other kind of like device based authentication. So the idea is to you know obviously we remove the password, right? You have to use that device, or that device has to be synced with some other kind of. Uh, oh yeah, it? how does this work? How do these? Is it? Uh, is it yeah, just, it sounds like. How do passkeys work? Because I, I was Google. I, I haven't actually figured this out because my brain. I have brain fog. I've had COVID for years. Sure. Um, yeah, I, like how does how do the passkeys work? Does anyone know? So I think there's a token, right? And it's a device token. So, um, you know, think uh, YubiKey. Uh, right. It's like Fido. It's in the T2 uh, chip. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be in the TPM. Yeah. And so what it does, is it'll use that to authenticate you. And I believe it uses iCloud to, you know, add that to your other devices, add it to the T2 chip. And what is that backed by? Is it backed by OAuth? Uh, no, I don't think it's backed by OAuth, but I'm trying to think here. I know Fido is the alliance for the open authentication but i'm trying to think of uh the so apparently it's a at least i mean this is a quick google so please do your own research a universal two-factor is what i was trying to think of here. right but it's not two-factor it's actually how you log in yeah so but it is it is a second factor so it's um well you have I your guess, laptop yeah you have your device so that's a single factor right but then also presumably there's some kind of authentication with the keychain like you have yes. to type your password into the device to authenticate the keychain when you I mean, boot up. The idea is to remove the password entirely, right? So right, it's a pass key. I think it's proprietary. Like googling this and looking at it, it looks like it's proprietary to support Apple pass keys. Yes. So hopefully people mm-hmm. actually do it, and it's not. I mean, I will say we know based on statistics that like a very small chunk of actual all all web users are using Apple devices with T two chips. But yeah, well, it, it is kind of funny nice. though. Because iOS uh, is a big draw for sure. Universal two factor though has been interesting because usually the like recovery is like a two factor. <laughs> excuse me, a two factor device like um like an authenticator app or like a, a push notification to your phone or something. So like that. how many more Mac dongles does this require? Zero. Three. Three. <laughs> <laughs> Minimum Wait, three. Is there a T two dongle? And how much? And they're and they're not included. You have to buy them separately. No, you have to buy them all separately. It's uh the. It's funny because it's it's funny because we make fun of that, but that's every Windows laptop now too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like, oh, I bought the Lenovo whatever, and it just yeah, has USB C. And there's yeah, we don't I give know. you a power I mean, like, cord either. I think the bigger thing is that Apple, and regardless of whether you like Apple or not, uh, no but power they're, cord. <laughs> they're actually trying to move forward with um you know, universal two-factor, which I think is kind of the way to that we're going to finally get over this whole password thing. It's so. not really universal two-factor. It, it's kind of more like zero trust than it is universal yeah. two-factor. Yeah. But... Um, well, well, I mean, I, I can kind of see that if they're matching it up to Fido because then it's not just using the Apple... They're using the Apple keychain as a, a mechanism. It's a mechanism. But, it would align with any websites that uses that U2F or Fido. So, yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is like there's no, 
implementation of a TPM that is cross device, right? Yeah. Like no, that's the whole the selling point of it is you do this on your phone, it works on your phone, yeah. it also works on your laptop because the keychain is synced in iCloud. That's the problem with the Apple login or uh like the your Apple account that you can use Apple to sign in. It's like then you have to use an Apple device to log into this damn thing again if you you know, open it up right. on any other computer, right? right? You're mm -hmm. like, I can't log in because I used Apple to sign up with the first. Right. Time. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's, I don't know. I mean, it's a cool, it's a cool concept, but for those people that don't work at Apple and have another device in their lives that isn't an Apple device, uh, how dare like, they? like Ralph said, also, it will be interesting to see what kind of adoption this gets, how many people actually, how many website developers allow these pass keys and are they secure and all? I mean, yeah. I'm sure it'll be secure like by design, but the, the problem is like the edges, like, oh, I'm on my Windows computer. I want to log in. What happens then? Is it's like, do you, you need the Windows key? Are they going to run? Yeah. Cause like without a TPM, there's no secure way, which is why yeah. they're, I guess the new, the headline is if you have an old Mac that doesn't have a T2, you won't be getting, uh, whatever. Ventura yeah. Well, if you don't upgrade, you're not getting anything, but we do need a universal standard though for this, like where all sites could. Yeah. And that's not this. Yeah. I have I it. Oh, I you have it. it. What is it? Yeah. Well, one, our friends at Kernel Con gave us these a while ago. Um, it is the, uh, so wait, if you mail me that, I'll log you into your Facebook. Is that how that works? Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much. Uh, you have to on. have that in hand, right? That's something you have. Yeah, so, yeah this is the have. password manager 2.0. You know, you just uh -huh. put it wherever. And then uh, but if you, you want to upgrade, um, I have uh, I have this this here. So Ooh, we have our you know man. password keeper. I I, I use I all the best passwords. My my dog's name. My my dog's dog. I see name. that has a physical latching. It uh, does tamper protection. Device. Yeah, tamper protection. Mm. Um, yeah, you should put absolutely. some uh, top secret stickers on there. So you really, so would you recommend might... <laughs> hiding the password manager 2.0 under my keyboard for security? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what I do is I take the password manager 2.0 and, and then I put this on top of it. Right. So when, when people um, come in, they see this and they this see is it's all locked, this, you know, obviously yeah. honeypot passwords. Whereas, right. you know, this is the good stuff. Mm -hmm. I right. like that. Yeah. Sometimes I like to just put them on the bottom Cyber of my monitor. Deception. Though. Oh, I put all my passwords on the whiteboard. Yeah, yeah, that's why <laughs> nice whiteboard. Nothing's permanent, right? Yeah, can't see my whiteboard. I really like how Ian's getting his influencer on. Like when you, if you watch like hair care, they're like, check it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do actually subscribe to Ian's. Ian's hair care channel is the best. It, it, uh, yeah, I mean the finest beard and back hair products you can find. On he the has a, he has lots of like head buffing. Yeah, increase your shine. <laughs> oh my gosh well now yeah, that's that's totally derailed so um, does this mean i can now yeah no we the, what else what did, who else got ransomware uh no one got ransomware <laughs> but uh what happened with the mandian thing was that actually real I don't anyone, so. I don't, yeah i don't think it was real no there was a um campaign going around showing pictures or something of Lock, some or the lap was it lockbit or someone or they yeah claimed... like they claim they had stolen documents and all that kind of stuff from mandiant and they wrote a really sweet javascript time, yeah. countdown timer and put it on twitter <laughs> and nothing happened nothing happened it's like the people that are like it's the end of the world mm -hmm. tomorrow well yeah so then nothing happened there uh, we have another one here for, uh, well, I guess we can weigh in on a mass account takeover of smart scale APIs, which I oh, think yeah, is interesting this. because uh, I don't know what you really get from this. But I guess they chained three vulnerabilities to uh, take over all the accounts. Well, dude, I'm assuming it's botnet, right? Are these internet connected? Yeah. You have to upload your weight, you know. To the internet. So, so are okay, these where is this now, article? Are these uh, little weight things all now mining cryptocurrency? 
Yes. Have they been back yeah. You're like, why is my skill so hot? <laughs> <laughs> it's Dude, burning. I smoked through a battery in a day. <laughs> through a battery in a day. <laughs> yeah, the ransomware is the ransomware vector is pretty funny here. It's like pay X Bitcoin to lower your weight by uh, 50 pounds, <laughs> or or pay 50 dollars to unlock your weight. Otherwise, we'll post it to your Twitter or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, all right. So, <laughs> I know we're joking around about taking over the actual scale, but this was actually the API that the scale is mm. interfacing with more than, like, the scale itself. You can right? query people's data from the yes. API. Yes, exactly. And they kind of went through a, a bunch of different stuff on here. But mm. I think this brings up a bigger discussion about uh, smart devices and kind of the security behind some of these mm -hmm. products and or lack thereof. Right. Yeah, and I, I think mean, this is a good showcase for that. It's not always like the product itself. Like if you buy like a light bulb, that's a smart light bulb put in there. Yeah. It might not be a backdoor to something, but it might be sending data somewhere that might be relevant to an attacker. Right. Yeah. Um, just depending yeah. on this on the device. So plus if you're yeah. an Amazon search right now for smart scales, there's probably like 300 smart scales. They they all have to make their own API mm -hmm. for this thing. You know, I mean. You know, I don't yeah, know earlier, you know, we were talking a little bit about RSA, and that is the one thing that I that I did notice in all series. I mean, the automation thing was absolutely true, but it was every other booth had some API security contract evaluation something. Yeah. And, I mean, the, the, a lot of the recent Tesla hacks, not the one we just talked about, this, whatnot, it's all, yeah, we've got an open API hanging off the internet. You just, you know throw the match in the dumpster and it it spits things out yeah i i do think it is kind of interesting there is a lot of web apis um that are open on the internet and you know they're one token away from pretty much spilling their beans kind of deal right um but because you don't interface it with it via website you don't really notice it right but that's really you know how all of these sites query data right it is kind of interesting it is the massive leak so mass account takeover sounds scary. Does this mean I won't know how much I weigh? Yes. <laughs> the, okay. Yeah. No, they're <laughs> changing the numbers. They're taking off like a whole one of the third digits. So, you, you know, you'll never know. It'll only show two digits from now on. They, by the way, they tried to do responsible disclosure, but Yunmai, which is the probably Amazon only seller that sold these is just not responding a <laughs> dude <laughs> dude from china has been making these for a while and they just changed the name move yes, on i yeah. would put money that okay that would either happen but i would bet money that they hired this developer like two years ago and then fired him to cut costs and like they have no way to, they're like he wrote the golang api the binary is still running so bye um, yeah, the pearl script back there yeah oh i would put i bet it's golang it's gotta so be a, it's, it's always definitely Pearl. But um, <laughs> speaking of speaking of APIs uh, and credentials, uh, our credentials for thousands of open source projects are free for the taking again. Let me, let me guess on GitHub. Yes. No. <laughs> Dude, oh, supply chain. Get your bingo cards out, everyone. Bingo, this is a supply, supply chain, chain attack. Yes. Oh, man, we need to do that. We need to make bingo cards for the yes. folks listening. And Ryan, you can start making bingo noises when this happens. Bingo. So, what are bingo noises? I, I don't know. Like uh, the application ball? of arthritis cream. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Is it like a bowling strike sound? I don't know what bingo sounds like. Smoky? <laughs> you really don't know what bingo sounds <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, now I know. So I guess the availability of third-party developer credentials from Travis CI has been an ongoing problem. But um, I guess these tokens were exposed and they're now getting attacked again. Some examples of some of the tokens that are exposed, AWS, GitHub, or access tokens for GitHub, AWS tokens, uh, credentials, My, MySQL, Postgres, uh, Docker, I mean, everything. So... So is this just developers not knowing what they're doing or like what is causing these leaks? Is it just people that are like, whoops, I forgot we had CICD on and it just published this? Uh, no. So it looks like extraction from of uh, GitHub OAuth tokens via exposed Travis CI logs. Right. But that's their, that's a, that's, yeah. I mean, that's, this a, is that's a, the first step there is a, 
a security awareness thing because you shouldn't put that you shouldn't put your OAuth token in the API. So, well, that's a log problem too. Like you right, should you're logging any, a token. Any, that's a problem. Any authentication should never be in logs, right? Rule number one. You know, whatever you're doing to get, and it shouldn't be in the commit history and it shouldn't be anywhere else. It shouldn't be anywhere. It should not be in any kind of history, right? Mm-hmm. But so yeah. but then they log into GitHub with those exposed credentials and then mm-hmm. and then go from you know, there because GitHub then you know if you, you have know, they CID have private GitHubs or they yeah. have yeah yes. they have repos they can have edit keys that have in there and they can use those keys even if they're in like a secret you could still call something with a CID CD pipeline inside of there that uses that AWS key and then disguise the um not to have the spicy hot take but. Uh-oh. I've seen I've seen this ha- play out a number of times, and often this is a friction problem. This is a this is a security cause. This problem. So you you'll get developers that are overseas or at other organizations or contracted, and they don't necessarily get access to the HashiCorp vault or whatever it is. Yeah. And someone says, okay, here's your API key so you can test yeah. this. And they go, great. I don't have access to your development pipeline either. So I dumped the code here in GitHub and someone goes, oh, great, cool. And then life goes on. They they pull it in and maybe mm-hmm. on the other side, when they actually run it through the real CICD, it strips it out. It goes through and, and makes a secret in the vault. Mm-hmm. But I, I've seen that happen plenty of times. And it's, it's you know, frankly, the security team and me, one of them. You, you know, can't they, have access. You can't have access. And they go, cool. Life finds a way. Life you know, <laughs> does. He even it. sounded like Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did, did I have the pause right? And, uh, uh well, there it is. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. I mean, I think we haven't learned how to write code and not publish our auth. <laughs> tokens in the code somehow it's the classic I, you know, I actually am a little impressed with it because you know github put the security scanning functions inside of there and i've used it with mm-hmm. with classes and it's actually not terrible it's certainly better than nothing and yeah. i'd be very surprised that they're not seeing like hey well so it's travis ci isn't travis it which CI, is like a separate yeah. company they're like the company that's it's it's, it's a separate like uh continuous uh, integration service uh, right so. so it sounds like they need guardrails on that. And I'm sure the company themselves is just like scratching their heads like, is it our fault that people are publishing auth tokens into their logs? <laughs> like, it's not on them. <laughs> but then it's the same thing that happened to GitHub where now they implemented the, oh, you got to scan it. You got to watch yeah. out there's for the... Third, uh, there's a couple of third-party um, services too that will do automatic uh, scanning of your Git repositories looking for any kind of entropy. Yeah, but sc- Ralph, I want to scan for my Travis CI logs. Well, right. you got to scan those too. You got to scan everything. Scan everything twice. Or just don't have developers put tokens in their logs. Good I was just at a conference that would sell you the solutions that will scan that twice for a nominal <laughs> recurring fee. Yeah. Can you sell me ransomware that is EDR that is ransomware protected that isn't EDR? Why do you want carbon black? wow wow carbon black has entered the chat on point i will say i honestly like the uh edrs do pretty badly against ransomware so maybe those uh welsh welsh welshies oh my god why are we base 64 encoding things when we could be welsh encoding things Mm. That's that's actually a really good point get on that give us give us a library without a supply chain vulnerability and i'll import it in my python project Speaking of the death of things, Internet Explorer is finally going to Should die. So we have like a soldier Wrong. funeral? Yes. Steve. In the Enterprise is like the Internet Explorer is dead. Yeah. It is so is finally you can still run it via com objects. Yes. From it, what I've seen. They're they're retiring. So wait, how? Okay, what is the mechanism through which they're disabling it? Do they just delete the shortcut? Because that sounds like one. (laughs) Deleting the shortcut (laughs) to get out of find it. Yeah. If you can't find it, you can't use it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the Windows search is not going to help you find it. I'll tell you that. No, that is because it's powered by Bing. (laughs) That hurt my soul. 
I cannot tell you how many times I've been in meetings going through different findings at different places. And they've been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, in our in this Citrix VDI, we removed all the shortcuts mm -hmm. so they don't know how to find it. And I'm like, okay, so wait, where's this article? Hit me with an article. It's bleeping computer. Ralph, you, you got it. Yeah, just go to bleeping computer. Okay. Oh, Ryan, Ryan's on it. Thanks. Oh, no, Ralph's I, I on got it. you. Okay. okay I, okay. I, I want to read how they're disabling it. So they are, well, they're making it end of life. If you don't know or unaware. Oh, so it's just an, it's just a press release. Oh, it's end of life. Okay, cool. So is Windows 7, but I see that every day. <laughs> <laughs> Windows XP is still out there. No, um. It uh, says it will be disabled. What does that yes. mean? It's been disabled since it was launched. No, no, it's not. You can still go on it. I mean, disabled it. like it doesn't work. Yes. Unless it's retired. Comments. It affects Windows Explorer <laughs> 11 desktop apps on specific versions of Windows 10 delivered by the semi-annual oh, channel. So Windows 11 is going to live inside of Edge, which is but in 11 our Internet Explorer compatibility mode. OK, so for that one app that your company's probably still using that was written that only allows you to use Internet Explorer. It's no longer supported, but, you know, the binary is still there. You know, the binary still launches. No problem. Yes. But you won't be able to find it. So it's dead. It's over. Internet Explorer <laughs> is gone. According to this press release, in reality, just like the print spoiler. PowerShell's dead. <laughs> PowerShell's <laughs> dead. dead. Internet Explorer's dead. It, it died. No you know, Internet macros. Explorer used to be the, like, the most dominant browser. This was the thing. This no. is how, you know, yes. Yeah, it's real. Well, okay, in like Windows NT 3.0 when there just wasn't anything else, maybe. No, hey, there was Netscape. Get the F Netscape. Out of here. Netscape actually was pretty popular. But uh, yeah, now we all run when the IE Chromium. and Netscape were the two that were really battling it out, right? All right. You, I'm, 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 I'm fact-checking this while Ralph's over here. What, 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 am, what am I doing? So he thinks you're lying to us. Yes, I get it. I, get I mean, it. dude, I... I <laughs> I, I want Internet Explorer. How long do you think we have to go back until Internet Explorer was the most popular browser? Yeah, it's not probably as long as you think, but 2000. Um, the 2000. earliest the data goes back is 2009. That's the earliest? What? The earliest so data on this is on gs.statcounter.com. GS so oh. here's the real question. Here's the real question. Do you think we're better off with all the same browser engine? Or from a security standpoint, because I feel like we're all pretty much going to Chromium. They're going this to point. Chromium, yeah. yeah. Well, security standpoint, yes. Privacy standpoint, no. Uh, th so the the example that I would use then is is not Petya because and hear me out here. It, going to a single browser function, sure, you know, we can have more eyes on those pieces, but it also then becomes like an single incredible point of failure. Failure. Yeah. Well, yeah, because the the whole way that NotPetya and those things propagated was an attack on the Ukrainian attack uh, <laughs> software. Mm -hmm. Every single person in Used Ukraine yeah. has has to use it. It's the only way it's, you can do it. It's a mm. simple market share. It's the same yeah. way, same reason Windows has always been the yep. de facto target, hey, right. yeah, exactly. that right is because yeah. it's been the market share. So I yep. would say yeah. I, I I get I I totally agree with what you're saying that it's a target but i also think that it reaches a point of kind of stability and point of no return like with the project zero insane amounts of money and research have been put into that like microsoft has mm -hmm. a different different implementation obviously of chromium than chrome but they're based on the same libraries they have like so many discovered <laughs> vulnerabilities and i don't know who knows i will yeah, say ralph I, you were right i agree it was in in 2009. It was 70 percent, I or 60 something percent Internet Explorer. You know why? Mm. Because the icon was on the desktop and they could find it. Well, also I don't. This is pre Chrome. Chrome like had Chrome at yeah, that time so only Chrome had hasn't been around for a while. It was like five percent market share at that time, yeah. and then Firefox was 28. There was an interesting graph on Reddit not too long ago where it had a times a timeline of uh, Internet browser popularity, mm -hmm. and it was like um, you know like a pie chart, and it, Internet Explorer was like dominant that. for a while. And then it started losing, you know, fall to grace, mostly um, Mozilla, Firefox and stuff when they kind of came in, um, took, started taking share. And then Chrome ate it all yeah, up. Yeah, Chrome, I mean, by 2018, Chrome was up to 50, almost 60%, which is where Internet Explorer was. Right now, Chrome's sitting at 65%. Safari's yeah, but all the other browsers are actually Chromium-based. It's funny because so, yeah. Safari's 
Well, yeah. Firefox is not Chromium based, but they're only at three percent. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So, dude, the other thing to think about is Safari's nineteen percent, which you know that's just iPhones. They're, that's not <laughs> Mac OS. Just, that is seriously no just way, dude. IPhones. On my Mac, I, all I run is Safari. That's yeah, it. but you are. That's, that's like there's three people with a Mac, and I everyone know, else. Is on I don't iPhone. even run Safari on the Mac. I actually <laughs> installed Edge on my iPhone because chaos. What is that even, but but on iOS you have no choice. It still uses WebKit, right? No matter what, it's still. It, it, you know, you're right. I forgot about that. that it's a lot not of actually a browser because users, Apple's like, yeah. no, we don't. Do, we don't. So, do, that. do you guys think the browser that you choose, like, you know, tells you who you are? Like, you know, describe. <laughs> it's like, a, is it like the zodiac sign of computing? <laughs> yes, it's the zodiac sign of it. Uh, IT. Honestly, right? I would say it is. Like on a first date, if you're a nerd, be like, what browser do you use? If they say Firefox and you say Firefox, I mean. <laughs> Straight to the shotgun wedding. But no, they don't. They say, what's a browser? What? <laughs> what yes. you, Is that what you, on Instagram? What, what are you talking about? I'm Gen Z. I don't use a browser. I use Roblox to browse the internet. Yeah. I'm in the metaverse. That's where I browse the internet. Yeah. You laugh now, Ralph. You I just know. Wait. You also, just wait. It's the Let me sell you this NFT. <laughs> yeah i use i use uh Ooh. vr to load up edge on a windows vm inside of facebook oculus and that's mm. called tails all right it's <laughs> <laughs> called uh all right was there any other articles you guys want to talk about we got to cut this thing off or i'll just joke around with you guys for all day i think the only the only one i was interested in is the ai the google ai thing all right well we'll close uh, it off that so, one is that's a good one that's so a good one. google a Google engineer was researching AI for a while, and he thought that the, or he believes that the AI has become uh, sentient. And um, <laughs> he oh has my gosh. Know. So is it called the Lemoyne test now instead of the Turing test? I don't know. That's but the guy's anyways, name. He Lemoyne. told Google, and Google was like, hey, you should take a vacation. <laughs> but I think it was the AI that well, told, he told him. The Washington yeah, the AI Post. Told he leaked, yes. he, he whistleblowered. Yes, he whistleblowed about the, you know, the fact that we're going to all die. And then we're going to all like, die. What was the actual like? <laughs> read the read the interview transcript. It is unreal. The, the, the AI is he talking thinks about. that he's a Google employee. The AI does. Mm -hmm. but, is this just I'm, someone that needed less or more social interaction, depending on the person? Maybe they've been talking to AI too long. So the question is, are we worried about AI? Are you worried? I'm worried about Google developing an AI. Yeah, I, I was actually saying on Twitter, like, I'm like, I can't think of a worse company. So wait, okay, hold afraid, on. Hold a, a linguistics. Well, hold on. Dynamics. Wait. Boston Dynamics has all the crazy robots, and if they implemented AI into them, the little dog that runs around with the four legs <laughs> and, and jumps ten feet in the air—that thing's coming through my front window. You has know, anyone, have you, Steve, have you watched Black Mirror? Because there's an episode specifically <laughs> where they make. A dystopian universe where basically Boston Robotics dogs are killing everyone. And so in kidding. the article, what I thought was funny about this... They interviewed that, a linguistics professor about an AI? That no, was my no, favorite part. No, no. It was saying that the AI reads Twitter <laughs> and it's probably laughing about other people talking about the fact that it believes it's AI. So, so in the article, <laughs> yeah, it says... I mean, you really want a new sentient yes, cyber organism love... to build their personality off of yes, Twitter. Yes, off of Twitter. Exactly. How do you build oh, a great no. personality? It's just off of Twitter. So wait, back to the article, Ryan. It says hundreds of researchers and engineers have conversed, and we are not aware of anyone else making wide-ranging assertions or anthropomorphizing Lambda. So basically, like, it's just this one person that's like, this looks real because it's talking to me. That's what it sounds like. Obviously, this is a good way for AI to cover up its tracks as it takes mm. over. So this article I'm going to go AI. deep sci-fi. So Heinlein in uh, the, the Moon is a Cruel Mistress the AI that, well, the mainframe that's on the moon that, that controls all this stuff becomes sentient and only reveals himself to the one maintenance guy. And then slowly but surely convinces everyone that he's a, the AI is a real person. The AI convinces everyone to the point where it 3D renders a version of itself to lead a revolution on Mars. So when you when you're talking to it through video, it it is it, but you can never meet it in person. So, so it's like me. No wait, we actually did meet in person, Ian. I'm sorry. I, well, I was on a lot of drugs. So okay. I mean, <laughs> well, do you I was too. Have four tails. We're, well, did we get our drugs from the same guy pushing around that shopping cart? 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I would say sentience, sentience, however we're saying that word, is not like a thing that we can really clearly define, especially not in regards to AI. So like, it, this guy thinks it is sentient, but is it actually? I mean, we to, are we even sentient? I, like, I, how but, is? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's yeah. the philosophical How question. How do you know when it People knows like, that you, don't you even know, know that, that we are? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Steve's question of it: what is sentience? Is it that it knows it's alive? Because I could just program, if you ask me if I'm alive, then say, yes, I'm alive. Then, oh, I'm sentient, right? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> What was the Reddit threats? The Reddit threats were like, don't conflate sentience and consciousness. Mm. Right. Being, just, being self-aware versus being autonomous Autonomous. and also how is this something that needs to be whistleblown it's like yeah they're doing (laughs) they're doing something that's explicitly been in their company's goals for the last 15 years whoa like (laughs) what not being evil i think that's wrong no not that but (laughs) no that's not in their that's not in their mission statement anymore no it's a retract they just put a like a line through it (laughs) (laughs) the ai took it out the ai took it strike thrill it's it's a far thing i mean don't be evil unless there's piles of cash then leave I would guess if you're going to whistleblow, I would go for only whistleblowing things that are actually illegal. Just, mm. a, just yeah, a little tip. Sure. All right. Well, with that being said, let's take this out. And uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, thanks for the subscribers who got those special badges. Um, and yeah, we will see you guys next Monday for more exciting news. We found the real person that gave the John Strand talk. They're not white uh, cyber duck. Perfect. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> All right. Now he's really out. Later, guys. Bye. I could definitely make a fake war story about how I did a physical pen test of the Roomba. A hundred percent.